0: folks with inside Middle Tennessee on a nice wonderful warm sunny day.
1: It's great.
0: It's great <laughs> weather.
1: It's great weather. I do expect Mary Poppins to fly in at any moment. Um, <laughs> so if you if you need a nanny, please, you know, let Mary Poppins know
0: that. Yeah, it's great weather if you great a, weather for it, her to come in. It's great weather if you're a duck. Oh. <laughs>
1: I didn't see I don't think the ducks would even be out in this right now down to a
2: warmer place
1: (laughs) but this morning while I was getting ready I had the news on with the weather and it said 23 it said 23 but I didn't I thought Oh, it's 23 degrees in Parsons. Mm-mm. And I'm like, that's the wind gust was 23, 23. miles per well, hour. Well, it's doubled since then. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So uh, not a good hair day for all so, of us.
0: You know? Coach and, and – Uh-oh, you know, <laughs> Scott's looking at us. Oh, well, Scott's perfectly coiffed. <laughs> well, as he always is. But you know what? So are, so are Coach James Dickinson and me, too. <laughs> yeah. We're also perfectly
3: coiffed. You're aerodynamic. That's right. That's <laughs> right. By what? golly, I'm butter slicks. What I'm, you, you have less drag. Yeah, no
0: drag. Yeah.
3: Adult's fighting to keep his drag.
4: Yeah,
0: as coach and I will both tell y'all, in the morning in particular, hair is just nothing but a nuisance. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep, it is. It's just something y'all got to contend with and some of us don't. <laughs> We're lucky.
1: Scott, do you use Dippity Doo? Nothing. Nothing,
3: really. I wake up like
0: this.
3: (laughs) That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, y'all remember, he is a politician. He is a (laughs) politician. Just throw us all in the trash can. That's right, right,
0: that's right, right now. (laughs) All right, I'll introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. We got owner-operator Delt. Kennedy on the board. Good morning, Jim. He has uh, he has vowed to halfway remain silent today because <laughs> he has to talk so much. Otherwise, oh, you uh, know, <laughs> Coach James Dickerson. Rep- Good morning. Representative Scott Sapicki. Good morning, everybody. Who is just fresh off having fun this week. Oh, he? yeah. Mm. You know? Mm. And the dynamic duo of Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod. Batman. So, anyway, I was just telling coaches a lot going on in the sports world. A former UT linebacker by the name of Gerard Mayo has been named the head coach of the New England Patriots. That's amazing. Wow. This morning, did you heard it? You heard it this morning? Yeah, coming in on on wow. uh, seriously on another sports talk show. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's what a lot of people thought. <laughs> they they were just going, "Where's Vrabel and all this?" And wow. Okay. Yeah. So and, maybe Vrabel's headed to some college program. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. What they were some other people were speculating on is that there may be a few more openings in the head coaching world. And that he may be sliding into one of those. So, Maybe Atlanta. Yeah, and we also know that the uh, the great Satan, I mean Saban, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> is is decided to hang it all up. And uh, you know, Coach, I can't blame him. He's had an absolutely remarkable run, seventeen years at the helm of Alabama. Uh, his winning percentage was in the high. Eight hundreds, like eight seventy-seven, right. or something, just unbelievably crazy, and has done a good job. Seventy-two years old, I think he just kind of said the way that the world's changing, and he's got some health concerns because it's a little tough to pull those sixteen-hour days all the time, and decided to step down.
4: I kind of, I kind of had that old gut feeling he would after after this last season, w- whether he win the championship or not. I, I had that gut feeling he would step away from the game. Seventy-two years old, uh, people don't realize I'm a junior high coach, and, <laughs> and, and the toll, <laughs> the toll that that's that what what you go through. How many hours a day? You know, it's just amazing. Well, you
1: and, uh, eat, sleep, and drink it almost. It's just- It's
2: just unbelievable.
0: They said he slept in his office quite a bit. Yeah. You know, we were
3: having a discussion about that, and there's an eerie similarity between Bear Bryant and Nick Saban on their careers, how they ended. Let's hope afterwards there's no. I know, I know. So (laughs) Bear Bryant, there used to be no limitation on scholarships. Right. And Bear Bryant, because of being Alabama, right, every kid wanted to play for Alabama, so Bear Bryant would just scholarship. 200 kids. He had all the best players because everybody wanted to play for Bear Bryant in Alabama. Nick Saban comes to Alabama. He builds that dominant program for a while that you just couldn't beat at all. And every recruiting class was number one in the country. And every five-star wanted to go play for him because if you wanted to go to the NFL, you went to Alabama. And then that nasty thing called the transfer portal popped up. Oh. And so what's happened now is that, like, like Bear Bryant... Something shifted in, in football, college football, in rules that made it to where the loyalty to the Alabama program, to any program for that matter, lowered is gone yeah. because these guys are leaving every year to go into the portal to see if they can get paid to make more money and they play one year for this team, then they hit the portal, and they play one year for that team, and they're just cashing check after check after
4: check. Not only that, your player's mentality now, I'm an all-state player. When I come to Alabama, when I come to Tennessee, I expect to start immediately.
3: Yeah. And if it don't happen, leave. you transfer. But mm-hmm. But the money they give you to come there goes with you. You have to give it back. And so we're seeing this right now in in high schools, right, playing out across the country, is if you're a five-star, they're going to invest in you, and they're going to fight over you, and they're going to whine and dine you, and you're going to be in the program because you're someone that they can develop, but on a quicker timetable. Mm -hmm. But if you're that four-star, three-star, two-star athlete, one-star athlete, or just a good football player, those big programs don't want to waste the time on you to develop you because they can go get a guy out of the transfer portal that's a junior... That may cost him some money, but he can play right now. Yeah, proven track record. And so this whole development thing, and that's what the new, I think, that's what the new Division 2A and 3A and NAIA is going to become is that's where your good football players go to develop, like a farm team, Mm -hmm. and then they hit the transfer portal and try to find a place at the higher levels because now they're ready to play. The whole, and getting back to Coach Saban, it just – there's no more loyalty to him anymore.
4: We sit around as age we are and say, boy, I th- oh, uh, Nick's going to have a super good team in the next three to four years because look at his recruiting classes. Now you can look at them recruiting classes and look two or three years from now, 60% of them are gone.
1: Yeah, because didn't the portal extend since he... 30 days. 30 days since he quit. Opens
4: it back up. Since the head coach resigned or gets fired, the portal opens up for 30 days. So every college football coach who's worth their salt
3: right now is making phone calls to those high school football coaches of those players saying, hey, you know what, if you Let James know, Jim Ross know, that if he hits the transfer portal, um, he might find a happy home at University of Southern California or Ohio State, right? With a check, $193,000.
0: Ready, waiting for him to come. Well, it already happened. Uh, uh, As soon as he announced, there was a five-star wide receiver uh, committed to Alabama, uh, decommitted. Now, on the other hand... You know Alabama's going to make a good hire, and they're going to make a good hire, and that guy's probably going to bring about five five five-stars with him. You know, know, but that's
3: not – I mean, look before you had Saban, right? They thought they had good hires. There's no guarantee in this. You you can get a guy like – I mean, to me, I think a guy that Alabama should go after is Lane Kiffin. I really do. Well, I think he's in the mix. I think, I think because he he's been to Bama, he's been very successful at Bama coaching the offense. He's been very successful at Mississippi. Um, he needs to hire somebody that's a defensive guru, right? But Greg his Porter. nobody questions Lane Kiffin's offense. No, nobody. Mm-mm. And you take Alabama with their talent. And their defense and their resources. Their defense isn't bad, right? I mean, it's not bad at all. But you put that mind back in charge of that Alabama offense where they're scoring 40, 50 points a game. Yeah, they could go right back. But you make the wrong hire and change the culture at Alabama, or you get a coach there that the kids don't have faith in. Dude, you could lose that whole team in a matter of, of a
4: month. It's a whole process. I'm telling you, it's a hope. I mean, whoever they hire, which they didn't hire somebody, they announced it today. We don't know who it is. We can all sit here and guess. Jimmy Sexton was a yeah, Tuscaloosa all day yesterday. He got in the car with Nick Saban last night at 7 from the facility and left probably not the house. But, uh, of course, Sexton is his uh, agent, and uh, he's agent to most every – Everybody in SEC that I'm and aware so of. And so they're just trying to work the details out. I don't know who it's going to be, and I got a gut feeling it's Lane Kiffin, but I could be wrong. I, I yeah. just
0: think it makes total sense for them.
4: Total well, I sense. know they
0: went after Dan Lanning of Oregon initially, well, well, but he he pretty quickly announced well, you know, that he was out.
4: Everybody said that Dan Lanning flew into Tuscaloosa night and he gets on national TV and he says, I don't know where they really come up with that. I haven't been out of Oregon since yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, and Remember this. Social media. you, you got to be able
3: to recruit because I know for a fact there's – Two more teams coming to the SEC next next year, and they're both powerhouses. Texas and Oklahoma. Recruiting, 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 recruiting is how Al- Nick Saban was able to do mm-hmm. what he was able to do. Recruiting, and if you're, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a parent, right? Yeah. And your son's getting recruited across the country at that level, and you're sitting across the kitchen table with Nick Saban, and he's saying, "I want your son to come to Alabama, and I'll watch after him, and I'll make sure he gets a degree." For a mom or a dad, that's pretty reassuring, right there. Yes, now but, it's not going to yeah. be him. No.
4: And so it's, well, gonna it's, be it's pretty much, it goes to this guy that you, your son's got a dream that hand the to play in the NFL, and make millions go. of dollars, come to Tuscaloosa because look at how many people sent to the NFL yeah. year after year <laughs> after year. Your after reputation year. shows that. So yeah. let's eat and dance. Yes.
3: <laughs> so it, it, it'll be, it'll be, here. I mean, it, it'll be very interesting. Two two things. One, the hiring process because they've got to do this quickly because now the transfer portal has opened up on Alabama. Yeah. So you got to play defense on on your, on your program. And number two, you got to make a hire that everybody's going to sit there and go, yes, that makes perfect sense. You know, Scott,
0: in getting back to that, you know that that um, that Saban did not do this on a whim and that Alabama no. probably knew about it. I thought they would have his successor lined up by the time he announced.
3: If this is a quick if this is quick, I would say yes, the answer is they knew this was coming. If this drags on for a while, like this should not drag on for 2-3 weeks. Because you can't afford to because okay. every <laughs> trust me, Jim Harbaugh <laughs> is is looking through that roster of seeing who he can poach right now.
4: And just think about this. Your defensive coordinator just retired too. Yeah. Two weeks before so this. So
3: this could go Yeah. This could be Damn just steel. it could be a little bitty bump in the road for Alabama, or this could be a, a downturn like they went through for a couple for whoa, that's about seven, a decade. eight years. Right. Yeah. And financially,
4: that's a lot of money. Yeah,
3: for that university, when there's not a hundred and some thousand people showing up every every
4: Saturday. Well, it's not only that; it's all the all the uh, students. Well, I remember I was living Mm -hmm. in Tuscaloosa before I came to Columbia, Tennessee. You lived down there for so many years. That's where I grew up at. I remember Mm -hmm. at the university we had thirteen thousand students they announced that they 40,896 students enrolled at the University, uh, University of Alabama for the spring semester. We
2: That's I mean just, uh, almost unbelievable. I mean, it is.
4: in Nashville, I can track it. The
3: the the um the sports, the athletic success of UT Knoxville directly feeds into enrollment.
2: Yeah,
1: or you want to go to a successful, fun football sports school? Yes,
3: even if you're not not involved in it, you still want to be able to go and have your that atmosphere. It's just the pride and prestige of it. So um, we'll see what happens. But like I said, if I was Alabama, you would have to have Lane Kiffin say no. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to to make him say he he would have to turn you down to be able to go to your boosters and say we tried to bring back one of the greatest offensive minds we've ever had here. And has gone to Mississippi and done the exact same thing, and he said no to us. you you got you to gotta make Lane Kiffin say no. And boy, don't you know the old Miss boosters are, are shaking are, right now. Yeah. Because they got deep pockets at Bama, and they can lure him away. Yeah. If he wants to go. And I don't, I don't know if he wants to go. I mean, and be careful of this, right, Coach? Be careful following the legend.
4: Yes, that's that's Be like, uh, I think that's Kiffin could pull it off, though. He I could. think he's the only one he, he that could. Could. He could. He
3: could. Yeah. Only one that could at right. this point here. Yeah. Because he, everybody knows him already, right? He's already yeah. had that reputation at Bama. He's already got a championship ring from Bama. I mean,
4: so. Tennessee hates him. Auburn hates him because he didn't take the Auburn job. Ole Miss fixing hate him and we fixin' love him.
5: Well, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, So what the what
3: evil
0: I, empire <laughs> of Alabama continues. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I think will happen. If, if Kiffin does not go to Alabama, Billy Napier is going to get fired next year at Florida. And he goes to Florida, yeah. you best watch out because he'll, he'll build up something that'll be tough to beat. Folks, we got to pay a few messages in this nice rainstorm and the thunder <laughs> we've been hearing. And we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Hey,
4: everybody. This is Johnny with Rubik's Groove, and you are listening to WKOM 101.7 FM.
5: two. Oh. of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick La Crosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, The Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or Parks Sales dot com.
1: And we're back. Jim Ross had to make a quick exit to a. Uh, he is on going to an assignment in Nashville, downtown Nashville. So he's taking my place today. He's taking
3: his <laughs> son's place today.
1: Um, he had to make a quick exit, as we all know. It's uh, treacherous driving to Nashville sometimes. So um, I didn't unless you, you get up early in the morning. I didn't
4: know you, you could still get there. Yeah.
5: you can. You can. You can. You can. You, you
4: can. It's, if it's you possible. get up
1: early. If I leave the house at six thirty, and I get to downtown about seven thirty, seven forty-five ish. Sometimes depends on the weather, depends on the traffic, but um, but I make it. So
4: I got quick breaking news here. Oh, breaking news! Yeah, I've got to repeat this on there. Wilburn Davis just texted me. We all love Wilburn. Oh, we love Wilburn Davis. Yes. Wilburn's. I think Wilburn wants Bush Jones to be the new head coach of Alabama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna happen there, Wilbur. He's, he's fine right where he is at Arkansas State. Well, they
2: uh, needs to, to send in a recommendation. Yes,
5: yes.
3: A couple things are coming out this week. Uh, the the All State teams for high school football yes, came out. Yes. I'm going to run through them because there are some athletes that have made it. The Tennessee Sports Writers Association's All State team, the 5A for Columbia Central, has not come out yet. It's due out today. Oh, okay. So if, if one of our players makes it, we'll we'll announce them next week. Okay. Okay. Uh, in 2A, uh, Darian Meza, Darian Meza, uh-huh. wide receiver from Mount Pleasant. Congratulations, he made the Sports Writers All-State team. And linebacker Chandler Hughes from Mount Pleasant made the All-State team for the Sports Writers Association. Uh, uh, at Columbia Academy, uh, Connor Rawson at quarterback, Monte Baldwin at running back, Harrison Brownlee at wide receiver. Uh, K. Jackson at linebacker, C.J. Duro at defensive back, and Daniel Sapicki at offensive line. Awesome. And and then in the coaches' poll on the other side, now they're all out. uh, At two A, Darian Meza from Mount Pleasant made wide receiver again. So in both polls, he was recognized. Uh, In five A, Malik Smith, a linebacker from Columbia Central, made it. And. Uh, Blaze, uh, Martin, Springhill, defensive backman. Coach Martin's son. Blaise. Coach Martin's son. And then once again, Columbia Academy with the good year they had. Yes. Uh, Connor Rawson again made it. Monte Baldwin, Harrison Brownlee, uh, Kay Jackson, CJ Duro, and Gabriel Sapicki made it.
1: Awesome. Very so, good. So That's congratulations. Great. congratulations, Daniel yeah. and Gabriel. Congra- yes.
3: Congratulations, both those guys. Next week, uh, we'll announce the 5A on the Sports Riders. Hopefully, we'll have, I, I assume we'd have at least one for sure, right? Possibly
4: should have, the McCoy kid That's right. Should because yeah. he was un- uh, super scanning. good. Yeah.
3: So hopefully we'll have another one. So good news for football. Yes. Uh, you know every every one of our high school teams had had an all state player at least. So congratulations to them. That's good. And uh, we'll keep going. And then uh, in football, let's not forget another legend retired or was let go. I guess ended his career so far. Technically, Bill Belichick. Uh, yes, from the New England Patriots. 24 yeah. years on the same job. And w- what's really funny is, people don't understand this, was in Cleveland, when, um, uh, remember Vinny Testaverde played there, mm-hmm. Cleveland had Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Oh, Sadman yeah, I saw that picture. Or, and yeah. when you see them, God, they were young guys back then. <laughs> there was, I mean, young. They all started. they even had glasses 20s at that. In their 20s, huh? Yeah. In, in their 20s, yeah. coaching at the NFL yeah, yeah. level. But when you see them together... That's when you know they were in their beginning stages, and then look at all they were both able to accomplish at, at, at their respective. Level. Oh yes. yes, incredible. Yes, you know, and so big um, accomplishment. It just shows
4: you though, Scott. There was how many coaches out there, even in the NFL, and, and them couple guys, what they accomplished over their career.
3: Well, you look at you look at just Belichick and um, Saban at their respective places, right? Mm-hmm. How many other coaches came and gone That's what at other at other universities and just never coached again? And here are these guys day in and day out, day in and day out. So, uh, congrats! I'm sure Belichick first ballot Hall of Famer, obviously, most definitely, and probably yeah. saving first ballot Hall oh, of Famer for college definitely. football yeah. association. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Titans uh, did pull the trigger on our head
1: coach. <laughs> <laughs> Poor so, Titans.
3: Um, I heard as a guy. Uh, that uh, um, Amy Adams Strunk has had dinner with a guy named uh, Kennedy Delk Kennedy you may have heard of him
5: he's
3: potentially the new general manager of the Tennessee uh, Titans no, and so no, 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 uh, Delk do you want to confirm or deny that, that you are interested I, in that job I, I deny <laughs> I, I know a lot about a lot of things but I i am no expert on football that's for yeah. sure <laughs> so, so, there, so that's, that kind of wraps up sports I guess What an but it.
4: they interviewed her last night on TV I got to watch the interview and she said that she was taking Time we'll make sure she gets the right person, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, uh, you got to do that sometimes.
4: Well, we <laughs> I
1: all I know is that
4: all I know is that uh, the moving company has moved a lot of containers up to the facility up there in Nashville at Titans facility and told them get ready, they're gonna be a whole cling out.
5: Oh. Well,
3: oh, when wow. you when 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 we have invested three billion dollars well, in the yes, new football
1: stadium, on the new stadium. Uh,
4: five and whatever
3: is not going to cut
4: it.
1: No. Uh, no. That's not going to cut
4: it. It would make a great concert venue, though. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: um, this is semi-sports. I was uh, sent this yesterday um, from the Tennessee Walking Horse Breeders and Exhibitors Association. There's some award recipients. They had their award ceremony um, that have Murray County connections. Uh, The TWHBEA Master Breeder, um, Valton Rummage, was honored um, as a Master breeder of the Tennessee Walking Horse. Um, Haynes Peacock, the famous uh, world grand champion, um, 1940 and 1941, was inducted into the Tennessee Walking Horse Breeders and Exhibitors uh, Hall of Fame. Um, it's a Hall of Fame horse. Um, he actually lived at Haynes Haven on uh, on the Nashville Highway going to Spring Hill, and he is actually buried there. Hmm. Um, and also, the TWHBEA Senior Youth Member of the Year um, was Amelia Perry of Hampshire. She attends uh, Columbia Central High School. I have known her since she was born, yes. and she has excelled in um, in that industry.
2: And her mother is the librarian. Yeah, at Central.
1: And then uh, the Youth Challenge Cup and the Lizzie Umberger Sportsmanship Award um, was awarded to Georgia Hazelwood of Spring Hill. So congratulations to the those um award winners from the twhbea um so the history moment we're going to transition to that um mom mom has been researching the snow in murray county mm-hmm. um, i don't think i can turn this into a novel i don't think so but my <laughs> great grandfather would talk about a terrible snow when he was a young man Yes, um, he
2: said over at Carter's Creek Station, the snow was was up almost to his waist, and he would measure it off when he told. And that that may be. And I meant to look up his dates to be sure I had had this correlated, but I didn't do it. But in in December. Did did you just
3: say the snow was up to his waist? Yes. Was there any moonshine involved in that? No. No, he
2: was. uh, He was not a drinker. No. Oh wow. In nineteen December the ninth, nineteen seventeen, there was a blizzard all across the nation, and I, I had, I think his was before that. I've got to check on that. And and the nation. Now think about when that was, nineteen seventeen. World War One. Before TVA before too many automobiles, and so civilization just stopped, and you stayed at home and threw another log on the fireplace. Then in January, on January the 18th, 1918, we had an ice storm. We had 10 inches of snow. The temperature got to 12 degrees below zero, and it kept on snowing, so that in a few days we had 12 inches of snow. Now that's more than most of us have seen at one time, unless we're traveling somewhere. Scott,
1: have you seen that much snow
2: in your life? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having come from northern parts. <laughs> I, in April of 1919, we had another big snow. But the biggest snow since 1917 was in 1929 and everything once again was blank blanketed and again think this is before tva and so if you lived out in the country you were in good shape and you just kept on kept on going then by night then some of this i'm sure there's some in between this because i went through the bicentennial notes and i know it's not complete in in january of 1940 we had snow on the ground From January, the end of January through February the 4th, this is a good one, the temperature got to 17 degrees below zero. The ice on Duck River was from three-quarters inch to six inches deep. What was the date of that? Uh, January 1940.
3: Daddy used to talk about sometime in the late 40s that they, the Duck River was frozen so solid they drove cars Yes, it.
2: that's my next thing. Okay. <laughs> Beside Riverside Drive over there, people ice skated, and then someone, and we need to find out who that was, someone drove his Model T forward onto the ice. Bill Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to say Bill Glenn. But I i think that is just uh, – oh. The very idea that you take that shit. How do you
0: freeze
3: a river? How do you freeze solid, a free flowing river?
2: Well, I well, guess they if do you. do that. Well, they I mean, do that. Those people up there in those northern parts, they do that ice fishing. And I know do,
3: that, but underneath is the water. Yeah. yeah. But mean, if it got well, cold, it's cold. And it's very rare to freeze a river like that because of the flowing water. Yeah. God, not in my lifetime. No, yeah, no. Wow. I know. No. Glad no. We used to talk about it. That's cold.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> that is cold. And <laughs> I. That same year, Easter was on March the 21st, 24th, and we had a snowstorm on Easter. And it's not unusual for us to have a bad Mm -hmm. Easter, weather bad. Now, now we get to the ones that I can remember. And on January 31st, 1951, cold weather moved in. And this is somewhat reflective of what's going on now and then we achieved blizzard conditions with blinding snow and blowing wind, and the temperature got to minus 13 degrees. We had eight inches of snow, and it stayed on the ground for 10 days. And I remember that because we were living on the farm, and there was, there was no Light. There was no artificial light anywhere. When it got dark, it was dark. There, you couldn't look out the window and see if Granny had her lights on. It was dark, and and I can remember hearing the tree limbs pop like they do when we have the ice storms, and it was it was just the strangest kind of atmosphere. And I was I was about four. But things like that make a lasting impression on you. And my favorite memory about that, well, I got two. One is my da- I had a little red wagon like all children had or should have. And my daddy took the wheels off and put some runners on it, and I had a sled. I was really uptamped. I can remember him pulling me. We lived across the road from Granny, and I can remember him pulling me up to Granny's house in that little sled. And then my mother, we didn't didn't have any electricity. We had electricity, but none of it was working at that time. And we had what was called a warm morning heater. And I can remember my mother cooking with her little iron skillet Cooking our breakfast on the warm morning heater. And we were very fortunate because some people had gotten very modern and built all electric homes and they didn't have a warm morning heater. They had a cold <laughs> morning heater. But I, oh, and one, oh, one other thing, I had uh, we came to town finally to my mother's family, and I guess they had electricity on before we did. And my granddaddy built me a snowman, and I have a picture of that to prove it. <laughs> yes, yeah. so that's one of our fa- cherished family photos. Yes, it is. But we have had our share of snow and ice, and yeah. ice, and we may get some more.
1: Yep. Well, we're going to take a few a break and have a few messages to play, and we'll be back after these messages. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram.
2: Are you thinking about
4: The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper.
5: Yay! Envelopes.
4: The traditional 10-year anniversary gift
5: is tin or aluminum. Are
1: there sardines in here?
4: And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars.
2: Now that's what I'm talking about.
4: It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
1: And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're
4: only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash 3 and Cash 4, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
1: saw that coming we did all right right. we're back sorry about that no (laughs) we have good conversations off
3: air hey if you want i'll try to wrap up sports real quick there's a couple things yeah you can do that you do that Uh, basketball there go out i I know the weather (laughs) may not cooperate here i shouldn't have said that but if you have time Please go out and go to these high school basketball games because they are a hoot.
1: They're fantastic, and Central has a pep band for the first time in years. Oh. I, I was probably in the last pep band. I don't know, but um, oh, that's it so is fun. great. It's lively. It's good. It's it's good ball. Uh, it's it, not the type it, it, of basketball fun. we played, but it it's fun. Um, and you get to watch some really good athletes.
3: And there's passing and defense. Yes. Uh, unlike, <laughs> yes. unlike the NBA, but there's actual <laughs> passing and defense, and it's fun to watch, and the kids love it, and I'm segwaying that because the Tennesseans' first small girls uh, basketball rankings have come out, and guess what? You can see some pretty good basketball here around uh, Middle Tennessee. Uh, Loretto ranked number two, Wayne County ranked number four, Summertown number five, and Moore County number six.
1: There's some oh, good ball clubs
3: very good, out very in good. the district. And then the uh, high school, small school boys have come out. Columbia Academy at number four, Santa Fe at number seven, and Summertown at number eight. And I saw Santa Fe and Calioka play, and the slaughter kid from uh, Santa, Santa Fe is the real deal. Well, good for Incredible me. basketball player. So uh, if you get some time and the weather's not too bad, uh, get out and go watch some high school basketball. I'm, it's Friday night. There's got to be high school basketball everywhere tonight.
4: They are. Yeah. So game of the week tonight will be Mount Pleasant taking on Lewis County. Oh, will Mount be to, Pleasant. Yeah, Mount Pleasant tonight, and then Saturday the uh, middle schools big tournament, which we're carrying live on the radio. Oh, I
1: listened last night.
4: Yeah, we, we had mm-hmm. did four games last night. And so uh, Saturday at twelve o'clock tip off, with uh, we will take on Battle Creek for the uh, middle school championship, and then at one twenty tip. Uh, mm-hmm. um, with Thorn Tigers, we'll take on the Cullioca Warriors for the championship. Okay. And a uh, mm-hmm. tremendously good crowd last night, a lot of lot of fun. We we carried it live on air, plus live-streamed it, and it, everything went it off so good last night. It's so great.
3: Mount Pleasant is playing tonight. Is against t- Lewis t- t- County. Are you covering the girls' game too? Yeah, yeah. So what's it start at? Six. Six o'clock. Six we're o'clock. Going
4: there? Uh, Our game of the week tonight, so we're probably going there about five tonight.
3: So head on down to uh, head Pleasant. on down to Mount Pleasant and watch a game, and you know if you want to uh, if you want to go get something to eat, you can beforehand. I'm sure there's a couple restaurants down there to be glad to serve you your food. And if those restaurants are listening, maybe you could advertise with this radio station and maybe encourage more people to attend your restaurants. Is that okay, no, Doug? Was that good for you? right
5: That there? would be great. Thanks,
1: God. <laughs> Call. James James Dickinson.
4: <laughs> Please what? call James Dickinson at 931-446-2028. Uh-huh. Radio loves you, and we can help you. So give us a call.
3: And radio does influence people where they go. Oh, yes. It radio's
4: does. great. Imagine having a, a community we live in without a radio station. Kennedy Broadcasting, okay. Del Kennedy, and Mary Susan Kennedy, purchased a station going on four years now. And, and it's,
1: uh-huh. it's great. It is.
4: Thank you. Folks. It is yeah. our... Thank you. Uh, Thanks for being a part of it.
2: Well, uh-huh. now that the Herald is floundering, yes, this is this is an important source of information. This is
3: pretty much it. Yes. So it's the only source. Yeah. But then also, if you advertise with a station, you could have influence with the potential new general manager of the Tennessee Titans, Del Kennedy.
0: There we go. No, You've no. heard
1: it right
3: here. Hey, I could run uh, – Del, all I have to do is run a bill, brother. Uh, run I a bill. I no, 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 I. mean, I can We'll manage, pull the money back for the stadium unless Del Kennedy's a new
4: general manager. I, I can practice law. I can fly a pra- plane. I can, uh, you know – You couldn't you I could manage do. a cattle farm, but no, that, my expertise is Del, it's not with football.
3: Del, Del, Del. Yeah, yeah. Six wins. I think we could manage better than that. <laughs> well, true. Nowhere to go but up. Okay. Uh, and then the men's AP top 25 basketball, because we have to talk about basketball, because we're playing basketball right now. Uh, Purdue and Houston are ranked one and two. Tennessee, number five. Kentucky, number six. Watch out for Kentucky as they start to put it together here. And Auburn, number 16.
4: What's your, you know, what you just said, tell me the top two in Tennessee again.
3: Uh, Purdue and Houston, one and two, and then Tennessee, Kentucky at five and six, Kansas and UConn at three and
4: four. All three of them got beat this week.
3: Yeah, they did, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. By, by, by smaller teams. Yeah. Our, our lower, lower division teams. Uh-huh. So there you go. There it is. And then, well, uh, as you know, the General Assembly is off and running.
2: Tell us about the protest. <laughs> or, tell us what's going on. So,
3: you know, um, I, I'll i be happy to. Give me one second. <laughs> and, and this is the – there's a lot of – a lot of misinformation coming out of uh, Nashville right now, and I know that's a shocker to everybody. Um, <laughs> we we up. keep track, right? They keep track of how much time we actually speak on the House floor because it gives the speaker a good idea to make sure he's not well, somebody's not monopolizing all the time yeah, on he's the House floor. Well,
1: use time. yeah, Jesus.
3: Jesus. use your yes. So. <laughs> We have a couple members up there that claim that the rules are stifling debate on them. The rules don't let them speak. The general assembly is adversely attack. The Republican general assembly is uh. adversely attacking them, so they can't have their voices heard. Okay. Yes, so, uh So that those concerns were brought up on the House floor, and uh, Jason Zachary, he's a representative from Farragut area. Okay. Uh, got up and. We went to the clerk and said, Well, can you give us the timesheets? Like every time I stand up, there's a clock on me. And they, and then when I sit down, they turn the clock off and then they, they note that time. And then at the end of the session, they give us a they give us a printout of the who speaks the most. Now some people have a job like William Lambert, the majority leader, he has to speak every day on procedural issues. Well, that's his job. He has to. So he's going to be high up there. But if you're just a representative like me who just goes into the General Assembly to vote, I really don't have a lot of speaking part unless I raise my hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's the top 10. Oh, the top 10 speakers. The the top 10 speakers on the House floor. In terms of length of speaking. Speaking, right? Okay. How, How much time you speak. Justin Pearson, did that ring a bell? Yes. Yes. Who's whose yeah, who's, yeah. who's rights are being stifled? He's number one. Three hours and fifty-two minutes and twenty-one seconds. Wow. John Ray Clemens is the minority caucus leader. Is yeah. that for a year? For, for the whole year on the house for, for the on whole the house floor. F- okay, just on the house floor. So
1: this is last
3: year. Yes, the one okay. the one we got done with. Okay, jo- uh, John Ray Clemens, two hours twenty-seven minutes. Justin Jones, have you heard that guy before? Yes. Two hours, twenty-five minutes, and 40 sec- forty-six seconds. He's number three. Number four is William Lamberth. He's the majority leader. His right. job is to do all the procedural stuff. It would you would anticipate him being high. He's two hours and six minutes. G. A. Hardaway, number five, one hour thirty-one. Gloria Johnson, ring a bell. Mm-hmm. One hour and thirty minutes. Jason Powell, one hour and twenty-five. Antonio Parkinson, one hour eleven. Bo Mitchell, one hour eight. Patsy Hazelwood, 56 minutes. Patsy Hazelwood is the chairman of finance. There's a document we produce every year. (laughs) Called the
1: budget. (laughs) Called the budget (laughs) that
3: she has to explain it to us. And the budget book is over 200 pages long. It's thick. So she may speak for 45 minutes one time. Mm -hmm. One time. And then it goes on down there. I'm at number 20. I, I don't talk that much. Only at 30 minutes. But but Justin Pearson, who complains the most about being stifled, I'm at thirty and I speak a lot, and he's at three hours and fifty. But minutes. if
1: you don't have timed speaking, then you would be there twenty four hours a day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, any so good could, any good person that can r- run a meeting knows that everybody needs a certain amount of time, or you're going to be there well, two or three or four hours.
4: probably some people that's there that's elected to be there has no speaking time. Well, and there is. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and remember this is, are you there for the people of Tennessee,
3: or are you there for yourself? Can you yield your time t- for somebody else? No, you cannot. You cannot yield your time.
1: So you cannot – okay. So, so you have – so if you were speaking today and you mm-hmm. raised your hand, you had five minutes to talk. Yes.
3: Okay. I have five minutes to speak on a subject. Now, I have to stay on the subject. If the bill is an education, you and continue. I start talking about crime in, in Tennessee, the the speaker's gonna rule me out of order. Because I gotta stay on the topic of the bill. That's, yeah. yeah. Right. And so there is not some great conspiracy up there. And by the way, the rules we just passed, those aren't the Democrat rules like there's not another set of rules for republicans coming. Those are the rules of the house. Everybody I have roach. to play by them. But here's what everybody has to realize, and this is where the the rub starts. Whatever rules that we pass, I will follow because I understand and able to have a debate and able to keep decorum, it has to be based off of everybody following the rules so everybody can be treated how about the equitably? How about that word? There's one for you. Oh, you I go. don't have
1: my bail. A, a word I hate, but
3: there you go. Uh, but fairly, right? We all have to be on the same field of play and playing under the same rules. But when you have certain members that it doesn't matter what rule you 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 put there, they're not going to follow. Well, what does the speaker have to do? He's got to rule you out of order. Well, yeah. A judge would order you out of order or, you know. Before Before we changed our rules, it would be not uncommon for some of our members to be ruled out of order 10, 15 times. Because they just
1: got didn't... the microphone. Because
3: they got the microphone and they won't shut up. They won't play by the rules. They won't they won't just stay on the bill. They're all over the place. And so the speaker rules them out. Well, now you're attacking my rights to speak. No. We're asking you to play under the rules that we all have to play under. Well, yeah. And and when it gets to the point when when you're not gonna win. And your only recourse is, well, throw me out so I can go outside and talk to the press about how you're discriminating against And me. make another big splash. It is what it is. We will get the people's work done this year. I guarantee you that. We will pass a budget that the people of Tennessee will will like. We will pass bills that will make Tennessee a better place. And and we will pass bills that if you commit a crime, and Duck knows this, we have plenty of bills out there and laws out there right now that if you obey the law, they don't affect you, do they, Delk? No. If you disobey the law or break the law, then you better worry about the law, right? Correct. So if you don't want to get in trouble, you don't want to wind up with someone like Delk coming after you, right? (laughs) Yeah. Delk, what's your words of wisdom? Obey the law? That would be true. And there you go. And I never have to... I guarantee you this. You never have to put on a set of handcuffs and sit in the back of a police car if you Obey the law. uh, Follow the rules. The the, the the, the backs of police cars with handcuffs are not made for law-abiding citizens. They're made for people who break the law.
2: Yeah. Well, I used to tell my students that I thought the happiest people were the ones who knew the rules and lived within them without question.
3: And let me tell you something. I've been up there for for, my sixth year. I know the rules pretty well. Well, and, you, and the you're rules, seasoned. The yes. rules you can use to your advantage uh-huh. if you know the rules.
1: Can you explain to everybody, like, since this is the startup week, mm-hmm. what does that, y'all just sort of start setting the schedules so, yeah, and that so, kind of yes. stuff? Yeah.
3: So, um, in the first part of a new general assembly, there are procedural things we have to do to open session. Uh-huh. This is the second part. So, we're already in session. We've already been sworn in. All the committees have been created. Everything's already done. We're just acknowledging to the public that we're back in session. If you look at the Capitol right now, uh-huh. it has a white flag. Yes, the you're... white flag is the flag of the Tennessee General Assembly. That signifies to everybody that your legislators are back in session. Mm-hmm. And I can get you one for. I should probably get, get you one for your for your room in here if your wife will let us put it up. Okay, okay. but okay. Um, um, we are now committees will start next week. Okay, we've already adopted our rules that everybody has to live by. Okay, um, and then we'll start debating the process. Uh, of trying to do things for the state of Tennessee. And, Scott, uh, wh- what's this whole brouhaha about the gallery? I've not been up oh, to the gallery in well. the Senate House for years, but right. it seems like the last I time know. I was there, maybe in 1985, you just walked in and sat down. You know? So th- this is w- w- when you go to Congress or you go to any General Assembly in the country, th- the gallery is there for the public to bear witness to the procedures on the floor. Well, it's
1: history in the making.
3: But, but you're there... Not to participate, but to observe the proceedings, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can see your legislators working and how it works. There's a lot of people that come up there, especially from Murray County, that come up there and say, Man, I just always want to see what you guys do. Well, it's but now neat. the, but now the neat, balcony, the, the, the balcony now has become a place of contention where people are yelling at us and people are are blurting things out when we're trying to do our work and pass bills. It, the, I am the participatory. I am the help me out, ladies.
2: Participatory.
3: Thank you. I am the person that has to do the work (laughs) of the people as elected by my district on the House floor. The people in the balcony are there to observe, not to participate with us. Not to hoop and holler. And, And so, what we've done is it's been so contentious that. If you come up to the seat, I really don't want you sitting with those with those individuals because they're angry people mm-hmm. and I don't want them to find out that you're my guest because they may take that out on you. So we have to have a section of the balcony that we can reserve for the for the members to when my constituents come up and they want to take part, then I can guarantee that you have a place to sit and not worry about someone throwing something on you or spitting on you or, or hitting you. And so that's what we did, Doug. That was what all we did was put a section of the balcony available, so every member of the General Assembly, if we have people come up to visit and want to just watch and see what it's like, we have the ability to do that.
4: Is that where they come up? Well, I was watching news on that. I'm I'm not up on all that up there. I like first downs and touchdowns myself. <laughs> first downs and touchdowns. <laughs> but it, they said something about on news night that. They say you're represented to get a get a, a ticket. A get, ticket, yes. So that's what that is. Yeah. So we have we have.
3: I'm allowed to get one ticket, right? Mm -hmm. But if I have two people coming up, I'll call representative... Like, I go to my caucus chairman, and I say, hey, I've got five people coming up next Tuesday. Can you find me five tickets? And what they'll do is they'll call around the representatives and and say, do you have anybody coming? Mm -hmm. If you don't, they'll cobble together five tickets for me. They'll bring them down to my office, and I'll hand them to my constituents. Mm -hmm. Because of this disruptive nature of the balcony right now, how am I going to get the Murray Alliance up there now? when they come or to visit. the claim. How am I gonna right. do that? Yeah. Can we pause? Because because people it, it, it's just it's just where we are right now, folks. Yeah. And, and it'll be okay. We'll and sure you can
1: this. watch the
5: legislature keeps my